Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and the destruction of the progressive left as we refocus ourselves on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. Today is September 23rd. Uh, That makes it Friday. Hooray! Um, I don't know about you, but I am excited about that. Um, Hopefully, you guys are kicking off the start to your weekend here soon and um, you have a great one. I think it's going to be chilly and it's going to be rainy uh, here in the northern Illinois area. Um, But, you know, other than that, I guess it could be worse, right? It could be snowing um, and I am not ready for all that. I am excited. Um, In a couple of days, my oldest turns 12. I've got a tween. Um, I guess 11 is tween too, but whatever. She'll be 12. That's one more step towards 13. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, I have to give an update on soccer. While our kids did not win um, on Wednesday, they did come very close. It's it's as if they have um, discovered how to play the game um, and really took the fight to the other team. So it was four to three, um, our loss. So I should say three to four. Um, but overall an excellent effort. So I'm very, very proud of them. Okay. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for joining this little podcast. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can check it out at uh, Conservative Mama Podcast. Also, my private uh, personal account. I shouldn't say private because it isn't private, but it is personal. Uh, Lady Devil Dog USMC. You can also email me if you would like at Conservative Mama Podcast at gmail.com. Why is it Gmail? Because I want uh, I want the folks at Gmail to read everything we're saying. Lousy bastards. Um. So today is, of course, like I said, it's Friday, um, and I want to try to keep things fun, but of course we've got stuff going on out there, right? We really do. Um, I want to point out, uh, I think I've talked about them in the past, there's a group out there um, called Gays Against Groomers, um, and they are fighting back against this trans agenda. Um, And I, I posted something on my Facebook page. And now that I think about it, so I never post anything on Facebook because I I bloody hate Facebook. But this I thought was really good because I've got some people here in the area who are like, where are you getting your information um, regarding the NSES um, recommendation for sex education in public schools, right? Um, And I told her. So I said, by the way, it's it's out there. It's everywhere. You know, parents have been fighting back against this um, for a while now. Uh, it seems like you know what they what they're talking about. It seems like it's you know oh look at um, it's not so bad. We're just going to have the talk about sex and different genders and blah 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 with your kids. Um, no, it's absolutely insidious. You should look into what they want to teach if you are not already aware. But. Um, this group, Gays Against Groomers, are getting shut down on all different platforms, whether it is PayPal and Venmo, which is both unsurprising, um, Twitter, Facebook, all of these different platforms are shutting them down. And the real question is why? Why are they being shut down? They're getting told broadly it's because they're violating terms and, and you know, whatever and whatever, right? Like the same way they told conservatives, uh, but never really gave an answer. 
Well, the real reason, of course, as we know, is because this group is growing in support and they are speaking out against the uh, trans agenda towards children. Now, I know I've got listeners who don't care to identify or don't identify as either male or female. Look, you know, the thing is, I'm not addressing how you identify. I am addressing this push towards this indoctrination, this confusion of children um, at, starting at a very young age. I mean, we're, we're talking like kids from th- third grade to fifth grade have to be able to discern um, the differences between all these genders. They have to understand that gender is fluid. Um, it isn't, okay? What you care to put on your social media is, is up to you. What gets taught in schools to children is up to the parents, now, I know that that may not hold uh, a lot of um, popular opinion, but I'm not here to do popular opinion. Parents have to be involved. New Jersey, you, you are under the, 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 hour, the hourglass, the eyeglass now because uh, the crap that they are trying to teach your kids, you know, they want to talk about sex in all of the various ways to um, do this, Right. They're not taught, like, why does a fifth grader need to know any of this? Why does a third grader need to um, be able to describe the different genders, uh, the different sexual positions? Why, why do they need to talk about any of this? We are failing academically all across the board. When we are up against the national, when we are an, as a nation up against the global averages, we are absolutely failing. Our kids are not smarter for common core. They're not smarter for our STEM progress. They're not smarter for any of this. Um, they're falling behind. Our reading levels are dropping. Our, our STEM levels are dropping. Our, just the cognizant ability to think critically is in the tank, right? So why are they teaching trans anything to children? That's my question. Shouldn't you be teaching them how to succeed in life, not confusing the crap out of them? Well, this group, Gays Against Groomers, is being deplatformed because um, they're calling awareness. This is not this is not about empowering people to feel good in their own bodies. And I, I should see if I can find the link. I, I should have put it on my Instagram, and I and I forgot because I'm a fool. Um, but I think it was on Breitbart, and this gentleman um, was talking about you know this is ridiculous because we're not talking about affirmation for everyone, right? Like this, when you're teaching this trans agenda, right? It's still body dysmorphia. And he said, you know, you're not, you're not applauding and, and, and affirming the anorexic, you know, by say, by telling her she is or affirming that she is overweight and teaching her how to binge and purge and any of that. And he's absolutely right, because that would be wrong, right? You would be, you would be, wrong for doing that. We don't do that. We don't encourage that. Um, And he has other examples. And he was absolutely spot on. This doesn't help anyone. And it's not designed to. It is not designed to help anyone. I made the argument um, in on a post somewhere on Instagram. And I said, look, that, you know, trans people have been amongst, you know, non-trans people for a very long time. 
a very long time. If a, if a man dresses and, and feels comfortable, he thinks, you know, I feel more comfortable as a woman, he would, you know, a lot of times they would seek counseling if they wanted to make any sort of real transition and, and become this other person. I feel like a woman knowing that they will never be a woman because, you know, biology is real. Science is real. It's encoded in your DNA. It's encoded in your bones. Like we can break you down like Dexter and we'll know whether you're male or female. We can do tests. Um, you know, he would go through counseling, psychotherapy, preparing him to live this other life. Because, you know, the brain knows. And when you start to look differently or, or you know, it's hard for the brain to go, wait a minute, what? Right? But they've lived amongst non-trans people for forever, for a very long time. And... The thing is, is that they don't they they don't want special attention, right? And and that's this the gay and lesbian community why they're fighting back because they're like, look, I want to be over and over. You hear them talk about this. I want to be treated just like everybody else. I don't need a special day, much less a special month. I don't need all this extra. I just want to be treated like everybody else. I want to be accepted for who I am. And isn't that? relatable on every level don't we all just want to be accepted for who we are just people being people but this this alphabet people activism has hijacked it all and the push is to groom children and confuse them and now you've got doctors who are willing to mutilate children now ladies um i know that some of you have gone to talk to your OBGYN, um, especially after having kids. I have heard so many stories of young women, like, you know, mid twenties or something that they've, they've started having kids early and, you know, they may have, you know, three or four children and decided I'm done. That's it for me. And went in to say after their last one, I would like to have my tubes tied. Right. And the doctor's like, no, you're too young. I'm not going to do that. Right. And it's this big thing. And then women are like, oh my gosh, it's my body. It should be my choice, right? Oh, that's weird. Um, and the doctor's like, no, you, because you're too young. What if you change your mind or blah, 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 right? But doctors at places like Boston University don't seem to care that they were, you know, and they're more than willing. They brag about it. You, you can see the, the video clips of doctors bragging about the fact that they are performing double mastectomies on teenagers or hysterectomies on teenagers. This is life altering, irreversible surgery. Teachers, if you are an educator out there and you are part of the I'm going to teach this sex ed trans agenda garbage to children, are you qualified to talk about that? Do you are you covering the the fact that hormone blockers um, cause very serious side effects, especially if you're doing this before puberty? You can't stop puberty. And do you understand? Parents, maybe you don't know this either, right? Like, I'm not blaming you, but maybe you don't know this. You give hormone blockers to, to people. There are already serious side effects. There can be very serious side effects, especially in adults, right? On um, the increased risk of cancers. Uh, ladies, if you have too much estrogen, 
you can develop cancer. Gentlemen, you have too much testosterone, same thing. And, and vice versa, because estrogen and testosterone exist in um, the opposite sex as well, at a much less degree, right? Gentlemen, you get too much estrogen in your system or you're exposed to too much estrogen, as an example, and you start to develop secondary sex characteristics, breasts, as a matter of fact. Um, at a certain point of this exposure, uh, the results are irreversible. So you have to catch this. So for instance, if you were working um, with these hormones in a drug setting, right? Like maybe you're packaging drugs or, or you're building um, these tablets or whatever for people to take. Uh, gentlemen, if you were overexposed to these uh, chemicals, these these drugs, right? Like maybe it absorbed dermally through your skin because you're not practicing proper uh, PPE, glove wearing, right? Or you're inhaling it or, or however you're being exposed, you get exposed to enough of this, um, you start to see some changes. Now, if you don't catch it early enough, you get to the point where you can't reverse it. So dudes with boobs, okay? So you know what I mean? Dudes with boobs that didn't want boobs, all right? That's what happens. And ladies, it's the same thing with testosterone. You start to develop the secondary characteristics, a lower voice, um, facial hair. Hey, I don't know too many women who are super stoked about getting that old lady mustache, especially, especially like if you're Italian like me, like it's coming, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to look like, uh, 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 what is it? Pat say not Pat Sajak, um, Tom Selleck, but still like, I got to keep an eye on it. I'm for real here. Okay. <laughs> I had an aunt and it, it was remarkable. All right. So I know it's in my future, but I can't, I can't say like too many women, are super stoked about that. But if you get exposed to too much testosterone, this is what will happen. Now, if you do this to your children or if this is allowed to happen, um, because a lot of this, remember too, like they want to talk to your kids without parental consent. They want to move forward on things like abortion without parental consent. They want to move forward on all of these things. They want to remove the parents from this discussion because parents are going to step in and go, what the hell? I don't think so. If you can remove parents from those discussions, then when they talk about uh, the these, yo, we got to talk about you know grooming and or not grooming, um, transgender and all this other stuff in class, and and it really becomes sexual, and then they fire back and they say, parents, you don't have a right. Remember that? That was a news clip. Um, I don't remember which if it was MSNBC or where that aired, but but the um, the woman had openly said, you know, no, the kids belong to the community, and parents don't have a right to to know what we're teaching them. Like, hell, look, if you are stealing my money by forcing me to pay taxes for a public school my child doesn't attend, um, I do have a friggin' right. You don't just get to take my money and then I don't get to say. Even if my child doesn't attend the public school, you're still taking my money out in the form of taxes because I live in this area, right? I still get a say in what is being taught. You don't just get to take my money and then do whatever the hell you want with it. That's insanity. This idea that that you that that's even an option. It's not an option. Piss off. And parents, we need to stand up and we need to say no because these are dangerous ideas. And it doesn't help anyone affirm who they are. If you have a child who you feel might be alternative lifestyle, right? You've got a little boy you think might be gay, or you've got a little girl you might you think might be lesbian or whatever. Um, this does nothing to affirm who they are. It does nothing to help their self-esteem. It does nothing to help, you know, that, that it, 
youth is already confusing, especially with hormones. There's already, a, you guys remember, like there's already a mix of confusion, right? You don't know what's going on. Your body feels different. Everything feels different. You're horny all the time. I mean, it's, it's crazy, right? It's already crazy. Um, and now you've got this confusion on top of it. And, and the message is that you're not, you're not good enough as you are. You've got to change. Remember, I thought just a few years ago, it was all about body positivity. Oh, if you're, you know, obese, we got to be body positive. You can't fat shame people. We're not, no one's fat shaming. If you're obese, you need to get healthy so that you can continue to live. I'm not worried about the fact you're fat. I'm worried about the fact that you are not going to live your best life. You're not going to live very long because your body can't take this. It's not designed to live that way. It's not fat shaming. It's unhealthy. And you know it. It's like, that, it's like smoking and drinking too much and, and everything else, right? Like, you know it's not healthy. Can we stop pretending that, that science flew out the window? It didn't. We know this. It does nothing to affirm for children who are actually alternative lifestyle. I knew them in high school. You know, this, it, it exists. It does nothing to affirm them or make them feel better. And this, this idea that everybody is now trans or transphobic or whatever is ridiculous. You've got a group the lesbian gay community that's coming out saying, no, we're not part of this because all you're doing is grooming children. The, the drag strip shows and drag shows for families is ridiculous. That's bar culture. That's, that's, that's a very adult form of bar, bar culture. I don't go to strip clubs because that's not my scene. I don't want to. And I never did. I was never down with that. I've been to one or two in my lifetime, but it was never my scene. And I wasn't, I did not want to go. And I still don't want to go. Um, but you wouldn't take your kids, you wouldn't take your kids to that, but the drag side, oh no, that's okay. No, it's not okay. If I can't bring my, my children, my little kids into a strip show because, you know, that's not appropriate. This too is not appropriate. There's a very select, um, culture. It's bar culture. It's adult bar culture. There's a lot in bars that you just don't want your kids exposed to, period. Especially, you know, I mean, you're not sitting there at a, at a, uh, what is it, Buffalo Wild Wings watching the game and having a beer and eating some wings with your family. That's not the kind of bar I'm talking about. That's kind of a restaurant bar, sports bar kind of a thing, right? I'm not talking about that. You guys know what I'm talking about. And let's be honest here too. Like if you're in your 20s and 30s and you're still out there doing bar culture stuff, I'm Look, I'm not putting you down. I did it too. The last thing I wanted to see when I went to an actual bar, especially where they're going to play music and whatever, the last thing I wanted to see was somebody's kids in there. Why? Because it's a little bit of a downer, right? Like you feel, well, back then you felt like you had to tame it down a little bit and maybe you were feeling kind of wild. I'm, you know, take that forever, whatever you want, how, whatever wild means to you, okay? But you, I didn't want to see kids in there. They didn't belong there. I didn't want to see people who were like over the age of like, you know, 40. Get out. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. That's how I was back then. And Get out. This is my scene. We're about to play some cool music. We're going to dance. We're going to get drinks and get sweaty and just have a good time and, and whatever. And then I'm going to go home alone because um, that's, that's who I was. But, you know, I was in my 20s. It's bar culture. 
children don't belong there. And this, this, this discussion, this, this grooming discussion doesn't belong in the classrooms. It's not appropriate. If you would blush having this conversation with another grown adult and you know, like if you would not be comfortable having this conversation with a grown adult in a nice setting at a restaurant or wherever, where everyone around you is talking quietly and might hear you because you just have to talk loud, right? And I'm not saying like you personally just talk loud. I'm saying like you are required to talk loudly so that everyone around you can hear you. If you wouldn't be comfortable having this conversation there, you're definitely not supposed to have it in front of kids. Okay. I'm just saying, and that's kind of an extreme example. So this group Gays Against Groomers gets deplatformed because they're standing up for children. And yet these platforms are all about sexualizing children. And of course, um, harming them and, you know, mutilating them. Cancer is only one side effect too, looping back to that. It's only one side effect. The other side effect for giving children hormone blockers is that um, they're irreversible and they may never achieve an orgasm at any point in their life. Now, I don't know about you, but that is beyond tragic. That's beyond tragic. That's part of being a sexual creature and that intimacy with your partner, right? And to remove that from their future is criminal, just like taking your children to, you know, be mutilated is criminal. As parents, it is up to us to be the warrior for them. If your little 13-year-old decided, oh, I want to get a double mastectomy and, and I want to have my um, uterus removed, I, I want to live as a man, and then 15 years later wants it reversed and the doctor says, there's nothing I can do. I mean, that's... How would you feel as a parent? Like you didn't stand up to your child and go, no, that's stupid. Eight minutes ago, you thought you were a unicorn. No, no, we're not doing that. This, none of this has anything to do with health or wellness or inclusivity or, um, you know, body positivity or making kids feel good about navigating this life as God made them. It doesn't do anything for them. And it certainly doesn't do anything for people who are actually suffering from body dysmorphia, um, such as transvestitism, all right, where they feel like they are in the wrong body. This is the same as, you know, being anorexic or bulimic. It is the same as believing that uh, an appendage of yours, like your right arm, doesn't belong to you. Therefore, you need to cut it off. It's as lunatic as those three examples. And I don't mean lunacy as that's what they're suffering from. I mean, like, it, it, it would be crazy to affirm to the anorexic person, yes, you are, you are overweight. You need to keep going. You look great. That would be insane. What kind of friend or loved one would you be? You'd be a piece of trash. They're killing themselves. And you're just like, no, have at it. You do you. You look great. You're like six minutes away from death. You look wonderful. You'd be a piece of garbage human. You wouldn't try to talk your best friend out of cutting off their right, their, their right arm simply because they felt like it wasn't part of their body? Really? 
You wouldn't say, yo, hey, whoa, before we do that, okay, why don't you talk to someone? Maybe you can get around this. There's not, there's something not right going on here. Let's talk. Let's, let's figure this out. But no, when it comes to this trans, we're going to throw out decades and decades and decades of, of medical information, of child psychology. And do you know where this comes from? I don't know if you guys know this. If you know, if you want to know where this comes from, look up uh, Kinsey. You may want to look into that. That guy was a sick mf'er, sick. This is where it comes from, and now we're just gonna go. Oh yeah, this is a great example. No, this is terrible. It's terrible. This is a culture of death, of destruction. What do you think? You know, I remember when I was a kid. Um, I, I was a teenager still when I think Columbine happened um, and being blown away. Uh, oh gosh, that was a terrible thing to say. Um, just being shocked is what I should have said. That was terrible. Uh, and I can't even edit this because um, I'm doing this old school. I remember being shocked at Columbine. We had never seen anything like that in my lifetime at the, up until that point. And I remember all of the stuff that came out post that. Oh, they blamed Marilyn Manson. Um, and I was a Marilyn Manson fan. And I was like, what? Um, I wasn't as big into Marilyn Manson as I was a few, couple years after that. But, um, you know, I remember it's Marilyn Manson. It's the video games. It's this. It's that, right? They're trying to find uh, a finger or they're trying to point the finger at something and make it stick. It's somebody's fault that this happened. And maybe, maybe on some level there are faults to go around. I don't know. But they blamed all these different things, right? And then it continued. We had another one, and then another one, and then another one. And they w- would get worse, and they would get more violent. And then you get more extreme, and you got like Sandy Hook, right? Um, and still, like I've said in the past, I got lots of questions there. But, um, you know, all that aside, it gets worse, right? And you have to ask yourself, what changed? Because in the 1960s, um, kids were taught proper firearm usage in high school. They were taught to shoot in high school, not shoot each other, but you know, how to handle a weapon. And in years before that too, what changed? You know, the thing is, I remember when we took God out of school I remember that battle. I remember that and and I remember people saying this is a terrible idea and it was. It was a terrible idea and look at look at what happened. Look what happened. You could have chosen not to say a prayer just like I can choose to turn the radio um, and I don't have to listen to Elvis, all right? But they took it out. And then out came the Pledge of Allegiance and out came the Constitutional Republic and all of this stuff. Like we don't want to talk about any of this stuff. And and they substitute in anything goes. It's hedonism. It's debauchery. Have at it. And look where we are. It's a culture of death and destruction and disfigurement. And we lie to ourselves and we look at ourselves and we dope ourselves up on all kinds of over the, or, um, you know, behind the counter medications, all kinds of, you know, opioids and everything else. And we say, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I've got my Prozac. And we, you know, you, you have this, this lie that, that we live as a culture like, oh, we're just fine. We're just, everything is fine. Like that, that meme with the dog and fire everywhere. This is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is not fine. Everything literally is on fire around us. 
I say literally, but I really do mean figuratively. Everything is figuratively on fire around us. Everything is going up in flames. And yet they want to deplatform groups like Gays Against Groomers that are battling against the sexualization, the mutilation, and the um, grooming of our children. Because what is the next step? What's the next step? What if we just all turn a blind eye, ladies, especially us, especially suburban moms, especially suburban white women, if we all turn a blind eye, oh no, I don't mind if the drag queen reads it a story hour at the library. Okay. How come they can't read at the vet center? How come they can't read at the nursing home? How come it always has to be in front of a captive audience of little children who are extremely impressionable and have no idea what's going on? Why them? Can anyone answer that? We deplatform, you know, these, these groups, PayPal, Venmo, Facebook, Twitter, etc. They deplatform these guys because you know what? They're not against sexualization of children. They're not against grooming. If, they, if Twitter was so worried about, you know, protecting people, which they're not, right? Because uh, the Ayatollah has a Twitter account. Friggin' ISIS had a Twitter account or has. Who knows? But, you know, you can't hear from Donald Trump. Um, you know, they, they won't take off pedophiles. They won't. They, you know, if it's so simple to go after conservatives and remove them, you know, their algorithms can find, uh, oh, you know, you said you were pro-gun on Facebook. Oh, shut you down. You're in Facebook jail for 30 days or whatever. If it's so simple for these algorithms to find people who are just like, hey, I went shooting this weekend. <gasps> You're pro-gun. Turn them off. Facebook jail for you. If it's so simple for these algorithms, how come you can't find predators? Isn't that weird? You can shut somebody down within 24 hours or less. Permanently ban them, but you can't seem to find any predators. You can't seem to find any traffic children. You can't seem to find any of that. Can't seem to help anybody out there. That's interesting, isn't it? You got to take a step back as parents and go, what the hell? What is really going on here? You've got to get involved in your children's school, especially if your kids are still attending public schools. You've got to get involved to find out what they are teaching and what are they saying to the kids, especially if your kids aren't coming home saying, Mom, Dad, this is what they said, or this is the literature I had to read, or I can't take my book home. I wonder why. Um, you know, maybe they're being encouraged not to talk to you about it. It is your duty to go to those school board meetings. It is your duty to get involved and find out what's going on and shut this down. They only win because we're complacent. But this is taking off like wildfire. Gays Against Groomers is just an example of a group fighting back that's being shut down. Don't forget the FBI and Merrick Garland target mom and dad for standing up to this too. Ooh, my kitty has come to say hello. You guys have to get involved. November is coming. The election is coming. You've got to get there. You've got to, because it matters. All of this matters. What is the end game if this continues? What is the next step? What is the next step? Because that's how it works with liberals and leftists, right? You give them an inch and they take the entire mile. And they keep taking and they keep taking and then they beat you down. What are you going to do when they say, no, you know what? We're going one step further. It's all in for pedophilia. We're going to label that as a mental illness so you can't actually discriminate against it or throw people in jail. 
Look at California if you think that um, that can't happen. California uh, does, decriminalized pedophilia. So you may want to look into that as well. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, our kids are at stake. I know this has been kind of a heavy couple of weeks with um, Fun Day Friday. They're supposed to be fun and more lighthearted than that. But I also, you know, but these things are important and we're coming down to the wire with the November election. We are really coming down to these midterms and you've got to get out and you've got to do this. You've got to do something. You have to get out and vote. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework here tonight to do over the weekend, Okay. I want you to go to um, rumble.com and, uh, or wherever you listen to podcasts, for instance, and I want you to check out Dan Bongino's um, Thursday and Friday, so yesterday and today, um, his show, all right? He's interviewing an FBI whistleblower. You need to get some time, set aside an hour where you can just sit and listen, get in the bathtub, whatever you got to do, all right? Listen to what they're talking about. The FBI is not what we thought um, in many, many ways, in many, many ways, um, not the least of which is they don't have any idea of federal laws. Federal Bureau of Investigation not designed or not set up anymore, not, not equipped, I guess is the right word, anymore to be the law enforcement uh, version of the federal government uh, as much as Intel, right? Like that's weird. I thought we had the CIA for that, but you've got to sit and listen because what he's telling, what he's revealing is truly terrifying. It's truly jaw dropping. What? Because it's not what we thought. And even Dan Bongino is sitting there. He's like, wow, I did not realize I even Dan Bongino. So that's your homework um, for the weekend. I think you guys can find two hours over the course of, uh, you know, the next 48 plus whatever you have left tonight, whenever you hear this, um, go and listen. Thursday, uh, the 22nd, and today, the 23rd of September, 2022, go listen to Dan Bongino and the, and, um, the uh, FBI whistleblower as they talk about the direction of the FBI and how bad things really are. Okay, on a good note... Um, before I leave, uh, it turns out that babies in the womb can uh, tell the difference of tastes, I think around 16 weeks. And that being said, uh, it turns out they have some preferences. They like, of course, they like sweet foods, um, but they like uh, carrots, for instance, like they get more smile faces for carrots and uh, more frowny cry faces for things like kale. So um, if you're pregnant, don't eat any kale. Your baby hates it. So (laughs) hopefully you guys have a wonderful weekend. As always, stay deplorable patriots. Love and God bless.